0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James is Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! No, I shit. I shit it. Talking movies with, with Brian, Brian Lutake. Lutake. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki and today I went back to the theaters for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. What's it like? Live your life as a punchline, but all it would take would be one. Blessed act of rebellion for you to restore your dignity in its entirety You know the deal complete the mission you get ten years off your sentence You fail to follow my orders in any way and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull Love him or hate him. These are your brothers and sisters for the next few days Any questions? Hand? Yes, that is your hand. Very good We're all gonna die. I hope so Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belle Reve Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Written and directed by James Gunn, The Suicide Squad stars Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, and features Michael Rooker, Viola Davis, Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney, Flula Borg, and Pete Davidson. It came as a bit of a shock to a lot of people when DC not only announced that they were already rebooting 2016's flop, Suicide Squad, but were doing so with the likes of James Gunn at the helm. Gunn already had a reputation for taking less known characters and making them household names. For example, see Drax, Star-Lord Gamora, and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. This iteration of the squad doesn't quite reboot, but almost a spiritual sequel reusing characters from the 2016 version, most notably Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, and Rick Flagg, while introducing a new ragtag group of career criminals turned potential heroes. So, knowing what we know about DC and their inability to string together a decent character-driven movie, how did they do this time around? Well, well, nothing short of amazing. Every character had their own redeeming qualities, including the creepy weasel. The storyline is equal parts absurd and incredibly interesting, and the movie is shot like an actual movie, and not through a ridiculous grey or blue filter. It's bright, it's shiny, and it's pretty. The acting is superb, with Idris Elba helming the lion's share of the screen time, splitting duties with John Cena and Margot Robbie. And the action was top-notch, with powers that I once believed to be super lame becoming really cool on the big screen. I know a lot of you are scared of this movie. It's only been five years since we got Jared Leto's overly tattooed Joker and more recent follow-up puff piece of Harley Quinn. But what might scare you even more is that this is a lengthy 132 minutes of goofy superhero, using air quotes, excitement. And even if the 92% that this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't sway you, listen to me. It was worth it. Every step of the way, this movie had my attention and my excitement. This is tough for me to say. My name is Brian Lataki and I genuinely loved a theatrical release DCU movie that wasn't directed by Christopher Nolan. I give the Suicide Squad an A. With the Code Red ending, it's time to look your best for the summer heat. Hit up Nick at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and book today by visiting boybarbernick.com I've just been handed an urgent news story. Let's get into some movie news you can use, and let's start it off with James Gunn. Despite returning to Marvel to helm Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, DC Films president Walter Hamada got fans talking several days ago when he teased that James Gunn has more DC projects planned with the studio. He said, quote, Gunn is always welcome back whenever he wants to do. He really has a vision. He's a great partner with us. Whenever he wants to come back, we're ready for him. He'll be back. We have more stuff planned. James Gunn did confirm this as well while speaking with The Hollywood Reporter and we now know that it will be more than just the Peacemaker TV series that's on its way from HBO Max. During the same Hollywood Reporter interview, James Gunn also spoke about potentially doing a Ravagers TV series for Disney+. He said, quote, I always thought the Ravagers would be a great show, whether that was the Sly Stallone Ravagers, or even more in-depth with just the pirates and what they were doing. I told Kevin Feig that when he first visited the set when we were on the Ravagers' ship for Guardians 1, and I said we should make a Ravagers' show. He said if this movie's a hit, you can do whatever you want. Still, no Ravager show, so I don't know what happened. What we do know is that the next projects coming from James Gunn will be the Peacemaker television series that will debut in January of 2022, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which will start shooting Later this year for a May fifth, twenty twenty three release. In upcoming projects, we do know that there will be yet another reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This time around, it will be written by Casey and Colin Jost. Yes, that Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. It has been confirmed that this will not be the third film in the series of the twenty fourteen reboot. But we do know that Michael Bay, Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, Scott Mednick, and Galen Walker are all returning as producers. This. Project will be separate from the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that is currently being produced by Seth Rogen for Nickelodeon, which is already set for an August 11th, 2023 release. I will keep you posted as this project rolls along. Over in the land of streaming rumors, Cobra Kai's Sholo Maraduena is in talks to star as the lead role in DC's Blue Beetle film for HBO Max. Best known for playing Miguel Diaz in the hit Netflix series, if this deal happens, it would be Maraduena's highest profile gig to date. Blue Beetle, along with the upcoming Batgirl movie, is one of the several projects from the DC catalog that is going to be made exclusively to be streamed on HBO Max. Their idea is that mid-tier characters from DC Canon will be suitable for HBO Max because it can serve as promotion for the streaming service while being a bit of a low-risk endeavor over a big-screen adaptation. Either way, production on the film is expected to start in early 2022, so we should find out sooner or later if this becomes a reality. Not too long ago, I mentioned an upcoming streaming series from HBO Max that was called Overlook, which would take place in the world of Stephen King's The Shining, coming from J.J. Abrams' production company Bad Robot. Well, HBO Max has decided not to move ahead with Overlook, and Bad Robot is looking to find a new home for the show, with it currently being rumored that Netflix could be its destination. The project, which is being written by Dustin Thomason and Scott Brown, is described as a horror thriller series. Quote, inspired by and featuring iconic characters from Stephen King's masterpiece The Shining, Overlook explores the untold terrifying stories of the most famous haunted hotel in American fiction. According to Deadline, the decision makers at HBO Max liked Overlook, but, quote, felt it was not a fit for them at this time, end quote, because you'd think a streaming service would be glad to cash in on the popularity of Stephen King and The Shining at any point. Either way, I will keep you posted as this project chugs along. And speaking of Netflix, it was announced that actor Luis Guzman has officially been cast as Gomez Adams in the upcoming Netflix series, Wednesday. The project is a live-action series, which is a sleuthing, supernaturally-infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student at Nevermore Academy. Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationship at Nevermore. Over at Disney, it was announced that Star Wars The Bad Batch will get a second season to launch in 2022. The project, which follows experimental clones as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of The Clone War, has been met with excitement and positive reviews from fans. And finally, in news that makes me extremely happy or sad, I haven't quite decided yet, it was announced this past week that the popular adult animated series South Park is here to stay with an exclamation. Point. Variety is reporting that Comedy Central has renewed the show through season 30, which means South Park will stick around until 2027, and that creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone has set up a new expansive deal with Viacom CBS's MTV Entertainment Studios that calls for the duo to produce 14 movies based on the South Park brand for Paramount+. Fourteen movies. South Park, which currently has 309 episodes under its belt, continues to be one of Comedy Central's highest-rated programs. The show has received numerous accolades, including five Primetime Emmy Awards, a Peabody Award, and numerous inclusions in various publications' lists of the greatest television shows. A theatrical film based on the show, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, was released in 1999 and found great critical and financial success. The film currently sits at 80% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, had a budget of $21 million, while going on to earn $83.1 million worldwide. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC. And as always, nobody likes to show off unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck.